0: Hello, welcome to another 12 Shows of Richard Herring podcast. This time we are looking at my personal favourite of my own shows, though I love them all, like children, and it's hard to choose which one I hate the most. Especially after doing this run, I'm a bit confused. I don't know which one is which in those terms, but I still love what is love anyway. I love it, and I love you all, even the paedophiles amongst you. That is a reference to a joke within the show. Which you will understand if you listen to it. Before I go on too much about this, let's listen to what I said before the show in the dressing room. We've learned our lesson by now in this podcast, and there's no point in talking too much. I've probably already repeated myself in the first 41 seconds. Cool. Uh, we're here. It's show nine of 12. It's what is love anyway? I'm here with George. I thought you'd fucked up the recording of the last one because uh, when I put it on my computer, it came out all roboty and computery. But then I realised I'd just put it in the wrong section of my garage band and I'd put it in robot voice, ironically. So I was about to email you and go, oh no, it's ruined. Uh, So yes, it's uh, What is Love Anyway? This weekend, What is Love Anyway? We're all going to die. It's the Doris-Hannon duo, where I talk about my grandma shortly before she died and after she died at the end of both of these shows. Um, And I've been away this week. I've been on holiday in uh, in Suffolk at Southwold and uh, the beach with my baby and wife, and uh, it's been lots of fun, so I haven't been doing any work on this at all. So probably don't know it. Um, but I think it's all right, The especially tomorrow. A lot of that's familiar, because that's from only about 16 months ago. Though We're All Gonna Die is four years old, this show, which surprised me. It felt like it's more current than that, but I've done three other shows since then, clearly. Just to interject in myself, that's a bad sign. I uh, clearly meant what we're what is love anyway at that point not good if i don't even know what the show i was about bad perform was called that's not a good sign anyway back to me in the dressing room so um yeah it's uh it should be all right it's a bit long i'm not sure what i'm gonna cut i haven't really made any decisions on that I th- i'm just hoping that i will forget some bits <laughs> they'll be the bits that get cut um it's a good show it's always my favorite show um listening back to it i think it's maybe not the funniest all the way through but I, but i uh and there's some bits that certainly in the DVD that need pruning down a little bit, but um, it's uh, it's got ni- really nice routines and lots of routines. Both of these shows have a lot of stuff in them, uh, more so than usual. And the, so the routines are a bit shorter, maybe, but and more stuff goes on in them. Uh, and the end is interesting because again, it's a bit of a moving one. And might tear up again this week. I'm going to try not to, but we'll see. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's sold all right in the end. It was very low. It was under 100 for ages. As we speak, let me see if I can find it, it has gone up. It's not even in last place anymore, that's how well it's done. It's now on 247, I mean it might actually sneak above Christ on a Bike and Talking Cock. We've got 15 minutes to do it, so um, uh, it's 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 doing alright for numbers, so that's great news. Um, and yeah, I mean I'm feeling pretty good, I've had a bit of holiday, feeling uh, not quite as tired as usual. My daughter's been sleeping a bit better than usual this week. So nothing can possibly go wrong. I've got a much too long set list again, but it's all in order on pieces of paper. So we'll see, we'll see. So it's very exciting. Uh, Yeah, let's do it. Let's go on and do it right now. Oh no, let's wait 15 minutes. And weirdly enough, I think this was the show that... Went the best so far in terms of performance. I was confident right from the start. I don't didn't wasn't tripping over myself as I usually do. As I, I was and I wasn't feeling particularly nervous. And it pretty much all seemed to to come out without uh, any major errors. I got a couple of things in the wrong order and had to sort of go back and pick things up. Try trying, trying to think if I actually missed anything out. I, I don't think I missed anything out on purpose. In this one, I slightly messed up the order of. Um, the Julius Wallace Shrine, I think. I don't think you would notice if you uh, happen to go and listen. Of course, you can listen. These are the last two that will be going up on uh, the downloads at com slash 12 shows. Or just go to gofaster.com and click on the link. Um, you can buy these 10 shows audio for just £12. And someone did ask, we will, of course, put the audios of these last two shows on their relevant DVDs as well. So you will be able to complete, complete your collection by buying the DVD of Lord of the Lanceti, which should be out in the next couple of months on GoFastStripe.com. And happy now. It seems weird to be talking about the DVD of that. That'll be out about this time next year. Uh, that show does not yet exist, so that is slightly worrying. Anyway, here's the opening part of the show. Having listened to it, I do make quite a few little mistakes. There's quite a funny bit where a, a light or something falls down behind the scenes, which slightly shocks me. I don't cope with it brilliantly, but I make a little ad-lib. Uh, and uh, there's it's kind of interesting, uh, the, the uh, laughter I'm getting for uh, talking about my increasing age as things go by. But that's one of the nice things about doing this little run is uh, zooming through the years and seeing the little changes that are going on in my life. So here is the opening of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Richard Herring. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to show uh, number nine of 12. This uh, show, uh, I'm doing all 12 of my shows, you probably have worked that out. Uh, got quite a long way through. Thought I might just relax, not bother doing this one. Uh, so no, it's called "What Is Love." Anyway, a question first asked, of course, by the great Welsh poet philosopher, Howard Jones. Does anybody love anybody anyway? Successfully rhyming anyway with anyway. That is the sign of a great poet. It comes a bit out of last year's show, "Christ and a Bike." That was the show about my relationship with. Jesus as an atheist. At the end of that show, I argued it's all right if you believe in God, because we all believe in crazy, made-up shit in order to get through this bleak and desolate, pointless life. I, uh, and I argue that maybe love was similar to religion. It's this imaginary, faith-based, delusional thing. Uh, there's differs from time to time, place to place. More people have died for love than have died for religion. I would argue, oh, I believe there's one person on the whole planet who was made just for me. Grow up. Uh, don't have a go at religious people for believing in shit we all do and it was interesting because an audience that had been laughing at religion for 90 minutes would often go a bit quiet as if to go oh no, hold on, now you're having a go at a magical thing that I believe in so uh, I just thought it would be interesting to see if I could define love, describe what love means to me my ultimate aim with this show (laughs) is to destroy love uh, (laughs) before it destroys me again uh and it nearly did. But there was something just fell down there. Did you all see that? I was a bit worried I was about to be. It's a bit, a bit scary. It's never happened with the God shows and the loved ones. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> that makes you worry, doesn't it? But uh, <laughs> I am kind of hoping I'm not successful with my ambition to destroy love. Uh, because if I do, my girlfriend's going to kill me. I'll tell you, <laughs> i be sleeping on the sofa a couple of weeks. They hate that, fellas. Don't destroy love. That's just a little tip. Uh, there's going to be some good love tips in this. You might want to make notes for this. Maybe if you do that next time you come to see me, you can bring a girlfriend. So, uh, is, uh, is love just a chemical reaction in our brain by which our subconscious lets us know who we should be mating with? Or is there some kind of mystical force guiding us unerringly to our one true soulmate? And if so, why is that force always used to make us meet our soulmate when we're pissed out by the bins at a nightclub? That is, uh, that's the vortex it generally operates in if you're looking for love. Seriously, right? Write this down, I'm, t- I'm being serious, so uh, it's all good stuff. Uh, it comes with quite an apt time for me, this show, because I'm 44 years old now. The, <laughs> the years are passing so quickly. <laughs> I've been with my current girlfriend, I'd like to keep her on her toes, for uh, for four years now. It's, we're getting to the point where you have to make some decisions. It's, it's, it's shit or get off the pot, isn't it really? Which, which is not a good way to propose, I have to say, but... Uh, <laughs> I've always avoided these kind of commitments. I'm 44 years old, I've, I've never been married, I've got no kids. Uh, it's wonderful. <laughs> it's a wonderful thing to be... Because <laughs> the problem is I always ask too many questions. I mean, I love my girlfriend now, but how do I know I'm, how I'm going to feel in 20 years' time? Does that make me worse than somebody who pretends they do know they're still going to love their partner in 20 years' time? How can you know? What if in 10 years' time, my girlfriend becomes a Nazi and I've committed to actually she... Then, you know, you have to think these things through. It could... <laughs> It could happen, and uh, it's a big commitment getting married. That's what I'm saying. It's forsaking all others as long as you both shall live. That's, seriously, all others—that seems—that seems a bit extreme to me. And that's the closest the church gets to uh, uh, to facilitating murder, by the way. As long as you both shall live, you know, it's, there's a get-out clause. Don't worry. And it's a, it's a gamble, isn't it, getting married? I have to ask myself: Am I prepared to gamble? everything I own, half of everything I own on this relationship working out. And it's not like I get double money if I win. I just, I just, I just get happiness. I'd rather have the cash. I'm with Scrooge, the young Scrooge. Uh, on this one, Because I've got some good stuff. I'm 44. I've got a house. I've got a car. I've got a bow. I'm latte maker. I don't, I, don't want, I don't want to lose half that. How am I going to make a latte with half a latte maker? It, it won't work. To be honest, it is more of a gamble for my girlfriend because she will be ending up with me and I am a dick. Uh, she's literally putting all of her eggs in one basket, and by my reckoning, she's only got about 120 eggs left. Uh, we've <laughs> we've already squandered about 60 or so. Yeah, it's uh, it really is a nice show. This one, I've realised the mistake I made was in the in the end um, of uh, the show. Rather than the, there might have been a mistake in the Julius Wallace rhyme bit as well. Almost certainly, yeah, I think I had to go back and pick up the bit about Stew. Uh, st- Stew's uh, my conversation of Uh but um, at the end I did slightly mess up the order of the of the Alzheimer's disease routine, which slightly annoyed me. But it uh, more or less rescued it, and I got very emotional at the end for f- about the last five minutes of the show. I mean, I don't know if this is due to age. I think this sometimes did get to me a little bit. It is the first time I've ever done this show without my grandma being alive, so she was obviously not well and. Um we were, were expecting her to die any moment, but she, su- she survived right through until, um, well, she was 102. I'm talking about her when she's being 100 in this show. So she did carry on for a good while. But uh, So I never got to do this routine after she died. And I, I think that added a new poignancy as perhaps talking about my wife and um, meeting her and falling in love with her and all these things I think added together. It's kind of nice, I suppose, that um, my daughter has my grandma's name Doris as one of her middle names, and maybe that adds a little bit of poignancy as I'm talking about these these moments through the ages. As as indeed, the sex sexcrement bit has a has an an extra element now that I do have some actual sex sexcrement that lives and moves around uh, rather than just sort of dying on the sheets or inside a condom or. Uh, the anus or mouth of a stranger. No, sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Why bring the tone down like that? Uh, so it's nice uh, that that. I mean, it, it's clear from this show that I was regretting not having kids at the, the age I had them, and regretting not having fallen in love earlier. And but uh, again, that's one of the nice things about the little run is that hopefully uh, things get a little bit better for me, at least in my personal life. As we go on and hopefully I get a little bit better as a comedian. Uh, it's, it, it's been interesting to go through these shows and realise that they are both... This weekend shows, I think, are both really nice shows. But listening to them again, I think there was a good 10 minutes that I thought that could be edited down, that could be sharpened up. I think maybe I, at the time I was doing all these shows, I sort of thought it's better value to give as much as possible. But there are little bits within this show, certainly the DVD version. And remember, you can buy the DVD versions of nearly all these shows at gofastestrike.com. You can get Christ on a Bike and Hit the Mustache at on itunes i think still and possibly on amazon and there's a third disc you can pick up at go with lots of extras on them but if you're if you're in curiosity's peaked and you'd like to see the full versions of these shows because all of these shows are slightly cut down then go to gofaststrike.com and check through all the different dvds you can buy uh but if the or if you just want to hear all of them for just 12 quid obviously go and just buy the audios but i did end up cutting quite a lot from the second half of this show just I think a lot of it's quite good stuff but just for time but it, in a in a sense I think having realized listening back to these it's I I kind of I'm surprised with some of them I think what is love anyway I did record this halfway through the tour so I think things did get better and I did improve certain bits and pieces as as it went on so it's annoying always to record the DVD halfway through the tour but there are bits that are a bit a bit over long like you know like this like i'm just making them up at the time but you would think by the time i'd got them into the show and on tour that would have really sharpened those things up i think i'm always attempting to improve and find new bits to talk about in the show so there will always be a little bit of ad libbing and a bit of stuff that doesn't work as well but uh, yeah it felt like a, f- a few of the linking passages especially could be taken out and make a much sharper show which I hope that, you know, as, as I become a better comedian, that the shows will become better. And I think they, they certainly do. It's kind of weird in this run, of course, because Christ and the Bike and Talking Cocker at the start. But I did redo those. And having redone them, I think they did become much sharper shows. And maybe that's it. But by being able to revisit and go back, if I were to do What Is Love Anyway again, I think it would be a slightly different show. There's bits maybe from Menage Urn and other things that would fit quite nicely into it. Things like the uh, Olivio routine, I suppose, would fit would fit nicely into this show. So maybe at some point there will be a chance to go back and do super-duper, properly worked out, properly rehearsed and, and toured versions of some of these old shows. But we'll we'll see. It's kind of nice to go back. I, I think the, the real lesson is to learn as we go on and get better. Uh, what we're doing but yes the last five minutes I was I was really having to fight through the emotion um I didn't cry I don't think but it was it's it's an it's an emotive piece and that's the point of it it's one of my favorite routines this last routine about my grandma being covered in glitter and then being in a nursing home and then other stuff happens to her but then this very sad moment when my mum is trying to make a connection with my grandma and failing and I, I always loved doing it because of the journey it took the audience on. And this time, it kind of took me on that journey a little bit, in that you get them really sad about Alzheimer's disease, really laughing about Alzheimer's disease, then very sad again, and then laughing again. And that's it's it's a it's a quite a powerful thing, both as, as a as a as a routine, but also as a, the power of the performer to realise you have that. And it was kind of amazing. There's very few things when you when you know. There's a few instances in my whole career where I look back and kind of feel amazed about and a rea- reaction. One of them was when Lee and Herring were doing uh, a gig in Gravesend, and there was a bit where we had to get increasingly, increasingly. I had to get increasingly filthy to the point that Stu had to chastise me because I'd gone too far. But the audience actually, like a group of friends, where you're just being deliberately rude, came along with it and actually were encouraging me to get, say worse and worse things, which had never happened anywhere. And it felt like we were complicit in something awful, but also like we were friends and we all understood the joke, which I think is a very important gig, in both for me and for Stuart. I think that led, a lot of people have commented on similarities to some of our routines that are offensive. Uh, but I'd, I'd never, you know, I never really listened to Stu's stuff or see Stu's stuff. So we, anything we've done, we've come with it independently. And I think that kind of pushing an idea to its uh, absolute maximum and then beyond. For both of us probably came from that incident where we both found a very interesting experience. Uh, when I did Christ on the Bike, having people doing the booze of rack cab stuff and having people with tears in their eyes in pain laughing and knowing I still had a funnier joke to come was an amazingly powerful experience. And this routine, um, getting people to cry with laughter and then cry and then cry with laughter again. Uh, and in this case, I'm, again, I'm not putting that out on the podcast. if you want to hear me humiliating myself, you will have to go to goFtri.com and buy the audios of this to hear my voice cracking up. But uh, let's see whether I said any of this stuff in the post-match interview. I almost certainly did, but you know what you're going to do? Nothing you can do about it, is there now it's too late you've listened. that right, Great, yes, it's over. That was, you know, it's kind of, think, going to be more fun doing these more current shows because I know them well a bit better and just feel I can perform them a bit. So, although there were a few little slips and slides, there was nothing massive problems with this one and uh, it got quite emotional in the second half towards the end as it's the first time I think I said that I've done the stuff about my grandma since she's died or I never did it when she was dead. This next show is about her being dead. (laughs) But uh, that's two years on. Uh, And... uh, so yeah I managed to just about hold it together but it was quite an emotional thing and of course talking about meeting my wife and uh, where we were with that and deciding to marry her so that's what this show was all about. Um, I think it went pretty well, there were 249 in in the end so it didn't quite get up to Talking Cock and Christ on a Bike but is above manager Un and, and you know two, I was hoping over 200 for every show so there's still two that are under 200 but hopefully they'll pick up in the same way this one did today um and very near the end and so it doesn't apart from the final show being that's a bit of a a problem that i have to write a show by this time next week or tomorrow eight days time apart from that it is good so i'm not f- worrying about that until monday uh, and uh, i think lord of the dance should be fairly easy for me to relearn i'm hoping i can just do that on the day um but yeah i'm you know i'm delighted to have got this far through nine of them and yeah that was a nice the audience were very appreciative again i think when when i start exhibiting emotions, I seem to be doing more as I get older than they obviously enjoy seeing me in the agony of trying to hide that. So, uh, all good. Yeah, very happy. And now I go home and learn we're all going to die. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, this has just been such a lovely experience to do this. It's not been easy at times, but it hasn't been as hard as I imagined in some ways either. The shows sort of do... There's some resi- res- residue of them in there. And so apart from a couple of moments where I've momentarily dried, it's, it, I, I've either remembered stuff or it's, it's, it's sunk in through all the re-listenings. And, um, yeah, I'm very touched by, by the number of people coming to see the shows. The uh, At the end of this show, I'll give you the current uh, totals. Um or the current league table. I, I sort of do this for my own amusement. Some of you seem to like it. So uh, as of the end of what is love anyway, the league table is top sales. Happy now, which hasn't even happened yet. That is, of course, coming off on Saturday the 12th. There are at the moment 30 tickets left for that. So that looks bound to sell out. So if you want to come see that, do book ahead. Second is Hitler Mustache. Third, Someone Like Shogart. Fourth, Oh Fucking Forty. Fifth, Headmaster's Son. Sixth, The Twelve Tasks of Hercules. Seven, Christ on Bike. Eight, Talking Cock. Uh, ninth, what is love anyway? Jumping up, but I think that will slip down the right rankings. Uh, tenth, Menager and eleventh, we're all going to die at the time of this recording and uh, of, the, of the of this show. And twelfth, Lord of the Danceetti, but uh, uh, of course we're all going to die. I know how many we sold for that. That did jump up into uh, sixth place. And Lord of the Danceetti, judging by the way things have been selling late, I think could well sell over three hundred. So that might be in the top four um Happy now. I think pretty much definitely going to be the the top selling show. So it doesn't mean anything because it doesn't mean which show's the best. Menage and looking likely to be the lowest selling show. I like those two shows, Menage Un and What Is Love. Anyway, it will be the bottom two in sales. I think are probably two of my favourite shows, but I do like all of them. So it's, it's it's very hard to judge that, and I you know I don't think the sales actually mean very much. But yeah, it's amazing that. It's worked as well as it has. It would have been terrific if every one of them had sold out. Of course, my bank manager would have been tickly happy, but um, I've definitely sold enough to make this uh, worth all the work I've had to put into it. And at the same time, the Kickstarter campaign running for Rahalastapa, Rahalastapa, which has really taken off this week. And as I record, this is um, like about a £1,000 away from hitting its target with five days to go. So, I mean, I think that's pretty certainly going to happen. So... I really massively appreciate the support of everyone out there. If you want to support the Kickstarter campaign, go to com slash Kickstarter. Even if we get over the target, we do need a little bit more money than we budgeted for because we've been hit by an unexpected filming charge. But also, if we get anything over the top of that, we'll just put it towards the next series, which is coming up in June and July next year. Uh, so the more we can accrue, the better. And if you're interested in donating for these podcasts, if you enjoy all the free podcasts and think it'd be nice to give a little bit back, I really want to keep as much of it free as possible just so that people who can't afford to pay for it can still enjoy it. It would be nice if people who could afford to pay for it paid a little bit if they've enjoyed it. It would be also terrific if everyone just gave a little tiny bit. Um, you know, 150,000 people listen to the Less Square Theatre podcast on audio and if they all gave a pound a year then I could make all the series of the Less Square Theatre podcast and probably a series of As It Cursed To Me with that money. So that is... That gives you an idea, and I would ideally love that, but that's not how it works. But you can go to the Kickstarter campaign if you want to give some money, which will go to the Les Square Theatre podcast, obviously, com slash kickstarter, or go to com slash badges. You can make just a one-off donation without a badge, which all that money will, again, I think, go to future Les Square Theatre Podcasts. if it's just a one-off donation. If you want to make a monthly donation, you get lots of extras, including a secret channel of audio and video you can't get anyone else, an email giving you advance warning of the guests, and... Um, an entry into a prize draw plus a badge and all other sorts of things. So that's a pound or more a month and that money will all go towards As It Occurs To Me. That's what it's earmarked for. If we need the money for something else, we might use some of it as something else. But uh, that's slowly building up. But we might do another Kickstarter for As It Occurs To Me. Um, If you just want to give some money to me, buy a DVD from GoFasterStrike.com. Chris Evans will get half of that money as well. Or come and see me on tour. Go to com slash happy underscore now slash tour. You can see all the dates in for that if you want to catch that show, if you can't come and see it in London. We will be doing more at the S Square Theatre if it does sell out in London, you're in London and want to see it, that'll be in the spring. And that, by the spring, it should be the complete show rather than a mildly shambolic shadow of what it hopefully will one be will one day be, which is, this is very much the premiere uh, and the preview of, of the material and maybe a discussion of how the 12 shows have gone. So, yeah, well, all I'm saying is thank you so much for your support. It's massively touching. I've really loved the reaction I've had from the audiences who come to see this. And, um, you know, it makes me realise how fortunate I am that I can still carry on working, That I hope to still producing interesting and challenging work uh, and that I can make a viable living with, you know, not a huge amount of people, but not an insignificant amount of people. Keep my relative... uh, anonymity as I walk around in the world um, and carry on being a comedian, which I would like to do if I, if you will allow me until I die, which will hopefully be 30 or 40 years away, but uh, you know, could be 30 or 40 minutes away. If so, thanks for everything. It's been quite good fun. Um, so yeah, so this is uh, certainly compared to how I felt at this time last year, coming out of Edinburgh, having broken even on my stand up show, which would usually have made a bit of money. And having lost a significant amount of money on uh, the play that I had been very proud of and hoping more would happen with, I'm, I was more upset by the artist, artistic failure of that than the financial failure. Though it was quite a big financial hit, which we've recovered from, and the tour is paid for, and other little bits and pieces are paid for, so we're back on a, a level footing. But you know that that was a, this time last year. I was kind of wondering, you know, am I going to be able to carry on? Is there enough interest in me to carry on? And uh, having done this admittedly slightly insane thing and it's not over yet and there's still a ch- chance for it to go embarrassingly and badly wrong. Um, it does make me appreciate that there is a market out there for me as small as it may be. And uh, I've ma- I just really massively appreciate uh, the support. And I understand that most of you appreciate what I'm doing and um, and get what I'm doing. And so the fact that you're chucking a tenner or 20 quid or 100 quid into... A Kickstarter every now and again, or buy a badge, or buy a DVD, uh, is just fantastic. So, without going to get emotional and start crying in this, and then give you the satisfaction of hearing me cry for free, I'm not going to cry about this. This isn't, this isn't making me emotional, but I, I am. Gen- <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm really generally moved and touched by the sport, So thank you for that. Uh, And there's still another one of these to, well, there's still another uh, three of these to come. I would do, obviously do podcasts of the last two shows, even though you won't be able to hear the last two shows uh, on the audio as yet. But go to com if you want to buy the audio for £12, which is 15 hours of material for £12. You can listen to them on the bus. You can hear the mistakes and you can also appreciate the few ad libs and uh, the few differences. If you want to see the complete shows, go to GoFastStrike.com and buy the DVDs. Uh, or just carry on enjoying all the podcasts for free. There's another snooker one going up, I think, imminently. There's loads more Less Square Theatre podcasts coming out, and we do have some brilliant guests. Do go and check out um, LessSquareTheatre.com and buy tickets to come and see Rahalastaper. Rahalastaper, if you can, guests this series, including um, Jack Whitehall, Lee Mack, David Mitchell, Diane Morgan, and uh, Hopefully some other very exciting names as well. I'm just getting into the process of working all of this out. Uh, oh John Finnamore is gonna do it as well. I haven't sorted out the date yet, but uh, and if you become a badge subscriber, you'll find out what those dates are, though. I'll be announcing those quite soon anyway. But you'll hear amongst so all the others. Anyway, that's it. Um yeah, there's Lord of the Dancer T Saturday the eleventh of September, nine eleven, eleven nine And happy now on the 12th of September. You will need to book ahead if you want to come and see that one. Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye.